Hey, how's everybody doing? This is a bonus episode, midweek hump day episode. I'm your host, Dave Neal, the Sex Actually podcast. This episode is a women's response to episode number 167 with John Campanelli. Uh, John and I spoke about a lot of different things. We spoke about locker room talk with Donald Trump, free speech, the American dream, and um, uh, getting drunk in uh, in college and the repercussions, this and that. Hey, look, um, so, so a girl, a friend of mine, Hannah, wrote a, a text to me. Telling, telling me that this episode made her feel sick. She said it was disgusting what she was listening to. So she wanted to call in and like talk about a few things. So of course I was going to let her. And by the way, for those new listeners, about 75% of my podcast guests are women. We definitely love the women's point of view. Whenever I am in a conversation with another guy and we get run off course, I have my better half, Tasha, uh, you know, put me back in my lane. She's the old bumper guard so I don't hit a gutter. Anyhow, that's what this episode is. It's a special episode. So if you haven't listened uh, to episode 167 with John Campanelli, do that first or this won't make sense. Anyhow, have a great Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast with your host, Dave Neal. Hey, here we are. So uh, as happens during the episodes, I usually get text messages from people that don't agree with me and... Um, we're going to talk to a listener slash friend. Oh, here we go. Let's go for it. Isn't this exciting? Yeah. Hello there. Oh. Oh, hold on. I fucked it up already. You're on speaker. You're with Dave and Tasha. How are you? Oh, hi, Tasha. I'm good. How are you guys? We're so good. Hi. Doing well. Um, of course, those listening, Hannah is an old friend of the show, a friend of ours. Yeah. Uh, Pennsylvanian. Is that how you say it? Oh, Pennsylvania. There we go. Who it's we, a real word. It's a real word we know from New York City. Um, so what? So you hate my guts or what? What happened? Oh, no, not at all. I thought you you mediated so well in the last podcast. I just thought some of the things. Maybe just a few towards the end that your guest brought up. I, it was hard to listen to, I have to say. Were you, so I, Dave told me that we were going to have this phone call later today, and so I was driving back from San Diego this afternoon, and so I listened to the episode, and it was my first time listening to the episode. Because Tasha doesn't listen to episodes, she's not on, clearly. Or any episodes, but I, I, you know, I try and stay uh, on top of all the relevant stuff. Um, but right. I, um, I was listening, Dave said, well, you know, my friend, she said it made her skin crawl listening to this episode. So I was listening, trying to figure out what, what was the crappy part. Was it just the and sound I of my know, voice? I know what made me not really feel excited. That's going to be a new segment. Like which part made your skin crawl with Dave on <laughs> sex actually? <laughs> I know exactly. And that's why I texted Dave. I was like, you really need to Tasha in on that. Cause I felt some of the things that were said were just well it was it was two men that makes sense yeah it was two men talking about stuff that affects men but also i don't necessarily think that it's smart for two men to give their opinion on what women should feel like without a woman in the room circle jerk city it was great it was fantastic to not have an opposing view (laughs) we love it i mean it's great otherwise but otherwise it was so great to listen to the episode like the whole beginning of it was wonderful getting to know him and everything that he does but yeah, towards the end, some of the stuff was 
just... Well, here's what I like about... We're talking about John Campanelli. He was on a couple episodes ago. Listen to the episode if you haven't already. The thing I like about John is he, as a white guy, and he hates to be called a white guy because he's, you know... Like <laughs> he's he, Italian. Well, you mentioned, yeah, he's an Italian descent. His family struggle. We get it. He's still a white guy. Well, but everyone has that. You know, I'm an Irish, you know, descent. It's like, oh, we were, we were slaves to the English. It's like, yeah, we get it. I know. Right. I know. We all have a thing. We were all at some point in time. You know, what's your, what's your descent, uh, Hannah? Aside from being uh, short people, I know you're right. <laughs> vertically impaired. Mostly, mostly French, Welsh, Irish, a little bit of Native American. Oh yeah, so you've been pillaged, all right, <laughs> for sure. So, so um, anyway, um, so the thing I loved, I love about John is he'll just say shit that a lot of men think, but we're we're, we're we don't feel like we're allowed to say. And I'm not defending oh, it. Totally. It's just Are you like, talking about like when you guys were saying guys feel like, you know, okay, we're like, we should just move on. Like, let's not focus on the past. Let's be equals and just move forward. Yeah, well, yeah, it's kind of like, oh, I, I, totally. I, well, I just mentioned it sort of feels like for men, we, we want a lot of men at least wanted feminism should be being treated equally. But a lot of times it's like, God forbid, a guy speaks up. He's mansplaining. He's this. He's that. Shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, no, we want to be part of the solution. Well, I think it's so important right. for guys to be part of the conversation, but they also need to be respectful of what they don't understand ab- exactly. about being I think a woman. This is the first time that men are being required to listen to other people and also that they. Sorry, Hannah. That's our time. We have to go. Shut so. up. Dave. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> Sorry. You, you, you I was. I, I did a bit. I, in I interrupted you. It was a bit, but I, I, uh, I'm, I'm a curse. I'm a bad person. All right, sorry. Continue. So yeah, men are men are forced it's to listen. On the phone. It's so hard. I know. I know. It's funny on our end, though. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Good. As long as the bit was not lost. Well, they say like being treated equally when you come from a position of power feels like oppression. There's a. I just butchered the quote, but my gay friend Heather told me oh, that no, quote. Yeah. So it has to be, but it's like, yeah, like obviously men, you know, we relinquish some quote unquote power or whatever it is. But honestly, for the most part, we want those that we love, our, our wives, our moms, our daughters, we want them to be treated fantastic. Like you mentioned, and I don't know if you don't have to air this out here if you don't want, but you mentioned you had to um, put your dad into place. Oh, I always have to every time I'm home. Now, is he like, I mean, Pennsylvania is probably similar to Rhode Island. You get some Trump signs out there. You get. Yeah, oh, have, you, have you ever definitely. heard of Pencil Tucky? That's a thing. Pencil Tucky? Pencil Tucky. Oh, it's yeah, like 100%. an insult to both of us. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, people, people think we're in the South. Like, they'll wear camo and they go hunting. And some of them even have Southern accents. And I have to stop and be like, you realize we were not part of the South. <laughs> <laughs> we're so, above the Mason Dixon. I'm so confused. Because my parents are like sort of Republican, sort of like they. I mean, but they were Ber- they were Bernie Sanders supporters. But, but they no, went from I, Bernie they went from Bernie to Trump, which a lot of people have. But you you were super that's, Bernie. That's so surprising. Oh, I'm super Bernie. Hundred and ten percent. It's just that. Well, those are the fuck the fuck the government people. Well, I think it's right. not necessarily. You can't just put it black and white and call it simple it's fuck the government i think that a lot of those people who have jumped from the bernie ship and are now on the trump ship they are people who uh who just want an upset 
They don't want more right. of the same old status quo. They don't want more, like, industry insider, career politicians. They want a shake-up, and they think that their best right. chance and of I getting think, that is with I think Trump. Those are also, I think those are also the people who um, the effect of having a Trump presidency isn't going to affect them greatly. Right. Well, they just they're, don't they're want... to upset because they know that they can still walk out of their house and be treated the exact same way that they've always been treated. Right. They're not going to have change under Trump or Hillary. So what? So what did you have to teach your father? Because I feel like a lot of our listeners are of your demographic, chicken or twenties, guy in their twenties. Like what? You know, because I have all the time. I'm like, man, like you can't, like you can't say that anymore. Like you can't. My, my, my stepdad calls well, black Afro Americans. It's like we're done with that. <laughs> no, it's just mostly he just. He cannot have a calm conversation. It's just not possible. Um, he was getting better at it for a while when we both had a common enemy when it came to Hillary. And but ever since then, it's always sort of been growing up as well. He, other than my mother, no person, no woman can talk to my dad. I was, he was just never, saying... He would never yell at my mother in a million years, and she would never let him get away with that. When it comes to his sisters or his mother or my sister and I, all about, like, it doesn't matter. He will not have a conversation. He just yells and talks. Well, like, that's because your mom possesses that procreation tool. So, like, men were forced to listen to the the woman. You know what I mean? Like, you're forced to listen to your wife if you want to. She'll hold out. She's like, oh, yeah, you can talk to me that way. No, it's true. Talk to your hands. Well, it's a. Exactly. Exactly. It's a thing that. It's so much pool that we don't have. I feel like there's like a lot of sort of hateful and divisive rhetoric in the media that makes that affects people in that way. It gets them so riled up that they it, it makes them like unable to have a calm conversation about it. But besides that, I was telling Dave earlier that like in our circle of friends there are no guys who I would consider like misogynist, who I would consider like bad guys you know because i had just listened to um to john's podcast but uh it's interesting that there i think guys because you know they're like our friends our boyfriends they're in their circle of friends who are all good guys because you attract like-minded people don't understand that there are men like that out there there are men who are super threatened by women who are so not cool with having a woman boss who are so like who who get who don't want to be told what's what from a girl and right. and they get really defensive about it they feel like we're attacking them and i think that guys forget because they don't experience it they they don't realize that it still exists and i think they don't they don't want it to exist i think so many of our guys especially the younger generation totally want to believe that everything is perfectly fine and things are getting better by the day and all of that. And they truly want to believe that. And so it's hard to hear, it's hard that, to hear that that's still happening. Yeah, because, they, you know, it's not just like an overnight fix. It's a slow process. Right. Let me ask you this, Hannah. Do you now, so you are a musical theater actress. You perform all over the country. It's a major, major yeah. musical theater. Uh, wait, what's, what's the last two that you do? The, you did... Um, uh, uh, Grinch shows or theaters? Yeah, uh, yeah. Grinch. We were at the Fox Theater in Detroit. Was probably the coolest theater we did last year, and this year doing Grinch again. And we're going to be at the National Theater in uh, DC for three weeks. There you go. Wow, so you're over so there. Awesome. You're one of the Who people. Is that right? 
Is it, oh, yeah. You're a who person. You're over there doing the Grinch, performing in front of uh, the youth of America. Do you do you find uh, misogyny in in theater at all? I mean, because I know it's like, I don't know. It's it's not like um, you're you're on a construction site. It's a different type of guys. Right. <laughs> no offense to construction people. Singing and dancing. So. Yeah, you, it's hard to be misogynistic when you have glitter on your cheeks. <laughs> it's not easy. Right, Trust right. me, I know. I mean, I, there's definitely men that try to overcompensate straight men that are because in theater it's usually you're gay until proven otherwise yeah so people just assume you're gay and then if you're straight wonderful um but but they have it so easy they get all the girls because our choices are very limited and we're traveling so <laughs> and i think it's pretty like easy to fall in love with your co-star in general I think. 100%. and everyone's talented and everyone's beautiful and yeah. Well, and I, but I, but think, I think misogyny as in like un, like not taking a woman seriously. I think what John and I were complaining about is, and I kind of mentioned this. You, you so basically, you had texted me being like, "Oh, that episode was you, you know my skin crawled," and I was like, "Well, I'll just wait till you call in because you know I, I I told you like I I take it so personally because it's like you know obviously it's like my little my little baby. It's all it's one of the things I do. It's got you know all that whatever. So. I always want to explain because I hate, I, you know, I just want to be liked and I hate coming off wrong. So I never, I never post uh, political shit or like super, I never post sexist shit online. Some, but on stage, my stand-up, I can do it because I can sort of defend whatever I'm going to say and it's taken in context. But I just hate the idea of someone being like, oh, this douche asshole, white, cis male, gendered, neutral – whatever you know what i mean i'm like i hate to be labeled and of course i'm sure women basically every every complaint that i have i understand women have had to deal with tenfold but like i hate being clumped together with with men are horrible because you did do right. you, you I, I would i would hate that too i can't imagine but you did it on your facebook I, recently straight white males that you have to deal with and be grouped together with i wouldn't want to be grouped together with either so i totally understand it's almost like Americans because they don't want to be grouped together with those people. And I totally understand. I don't know if you've ever traveled. I feel like, like, sorry, I feel like where where um, men are kind of falling short, and I think what women and minorities want probably the most. It's great to have guys that are like, oh, well, I don't act like that, so it doesn't apply to me. And it's great that you don't act like that, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't stand up for everyone if that makes any sense exactly i have, have said the so same much thing. power you have so much more power than i think any of you realize but to ha- to make sure that your friends are also held to that same um, standard that same level and in your family like that's how things get changed exactly i was saying this to dave earlier today um that we kind of don't have like a male feminist hero like Canada has Justin Trudeau now, who their prime minister, oh. who oh. is amazing. <laughs> Calm down now. <laughs> and, and, but he's a self-proclaimed feminist, and he he stands up for women's rights, and he it's part of who he is, and he talks about it all the time. And I think that that's really amazing. Um, we don't have that in America. We haven't had like a male yeah. hero that steps up and says and sets a good example and says this is how it should be, and encourages other guys to follow. Babe, in their I've footsteps. done it one hundred and sixty. Episodes. I'm trying, but you know, no, it's know. just it's one of those things. Like we no, need guys. I, yeah, you're you're such a big part of that, Dave. No, no, I'm kidding. Like I don't. I, oh, you are. 
Yeah, but I don't know what I'm doing, and I I just don't. But nobody knows what they're doing. It's just about like setting a good example of doing the right thing as often as possible in front of as many people as possible, and calling out people who do the wrong thing, even if they're your friends. The problem is, is like yeah. the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, and in this case, it's the it's the crazy people that get all the attention. There's the feminist movement has has a spectrum, just like every movement does, of people that take it in my mind too far. Like you're like they like we I was talking about this with Tasha before. They want reparations. They want us to pay and be punished. It's like what sick person why I I I don't think you have to swing it so far in that direction to equal it up. I well, I think right. but that's I, not I I think that sure, you just like you said there are bad apples in every group and that's kind of what people hear about, but I don't think that that's really the point i think what women want when you're when you say reparations is they want acknowledgement that the problem is not fixed you know they don't want to sit they right that like we're still not earning equal wages like for example some of the things that he said which uh, which i guess this would go with things swimming too far the other way he's talking about having friends celebrity friends who um who have had women come forward just to get money from them and how awful that is. And I thought that was really interesting because you don't really hear too much about it from somebody who personally knows um, that situation. However, I think what was missed is that, yeah, for now we need to believe those women because there are so many women who aren't believed. And Yeah, that's, that's probably my you know fault I mean? if I didn't mention that, totally. <laughs> no, because I understand. it's There's no... There are... we, can't, we can't hold liars accountable until we can hold men accountable. Well, in the same Damn, way, Damn, that's a that, drop like, in my glass. Good. That he was saying, like, well, you can't say that these are bad men when he was talking about, like, rapists or whatever. We can't just call them bad men. We call them bad human beings. But then he didn't give right. the same sort of, um, like, wording to when he was talking about, like, gold digger extortionist women. And it's like, don't say that those are bad women. She's a bad person just the same way that any male extortionist, which completely exists. Right. My computer camera has been hacked multiple times, and I know it's because somebody's just trying to see me naked on screen so they can screen grab the pictures and sell them on the internet. You know what I mean? I'm making so a killing, by the way. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but it's like this female extortionist that you're talking about, let's not focus just on that when we're talking about extortionism and extortionists in general – you know, at which there are plenty right. of the male variety. Yeah. So no, and but I think right. I mean we obviously when it's something sensitive like this, you have to like cross your t's and dot your eyes. I'm sure he meant that women are bad humans too, and he was really defending men without having sort of like an accuser there. So it comes off as just like men being you know scare you know. Look, it's he he. I, I'm glad. I almost feel bad that we're talking about him and he's not here because I know that he had all his heart in the right place. No, but, but John, John's going to come back. Yeah, no, 100%. He's going to come I back. Think, I think it's hard I think it's hard for, for men in general to understand that hmm, in, order, in order to fix something, for example, um, well, with this whole believing women and not believing women and when to do it and when not to do it, and people sort of have to swing to the extreme is to shoot for the stars in order to land on Earth, if that makes sense, or shoot for the moon in order to land in the stars. Like you gotta overshoot in order to get anywhere. 
Yeah, it's like a negotiating sort of tactic. So, yeah, well, women should not be extorting men and and claiming uh, being sexually abused when they weren't. Obviously, that is horrible all on its own. And it takes the spotlight away from women who were actually sexually harassed, but that's still one in three women. It happens so often. Yeah. Yeah, like there, there'll like, always be an exception to prove the rule. There'll always be someone who lies about rape, but it's but that's that is way more rare than you know. There's a very right, there's right. a lot of people think, that don't come I out. Think people can can uh, can deal with losing money more than women can deal with not being believed and not getting their day in court. Yeah. I I hear what you're saying there. It's um so yeah so I understand and um I'm sure and I'm sure you know there's an, there's kind of an exception to like I'm not saying you heard him wrong he, you obviously listened to the same podcast Tasha listened to and I was in the room and uh, Tasha was uh, you know skin was crawling about so, so something sort of similar if you want to mention it well the only so like I said I was listening it to trying to find the part that you were upset about. I kind of skimmed over the stuff about his, like, background, and then I just got into the meat of things. And, you know, when he was talking about the social justice and all of that, I'm so on board. I think it's so overdone. I think you can't, like, have a real conversation in 140 characters unless. I think you can't do it in a Facebook status. And But the world we live in has made us so, like, opinionated and divisive and tried to turn things super black and white, and you just can't do it. It's a conversation, and it's an ongoing conversation but what I was upset when um he was talking about you know like campus sexual assault and saying instead of telling guys not to rape let's tell girls not to get so drunk that really well but he didn't me. say that but you know I'm, I'm paraphrasing 100%. but okay but first but first in defense of John there's no way he said guys should instead of teaching about rape it's no it's, he's saying in addition to yeah in addition to but, it makes a big difference to yeah, me in addition to women shouldn't drink so much and, and I get that it I get that, that it was it resembled that is just, it's Oh, it's God, such a double standard, it's and it's so, so unfair. It is just so ridiculous. Men, they can drink as much as they want, and if they get too drunk, the worst thing they have to worry about is, like, what? Sleeping outside in their underwear? Or no, something? someone writing on our face with a Sharpie. Yeah, that's... <laughs> and putting it all over social media for a few hours. I had penis that's on my forehead once. the worst thing they have to worry about. You can't tell me that... Women just need to drink less, and that's going to help solve the problem. Well, and but, have you like have you ever met a girl who know who thinks that she can drink as much as she wants? No, everybody, all girls are already taught from a young age to be careful, to move in packs, to right. watch your drinks. Like right. we have been hearing college, this rhetoric. That's the time that you're supposed to discover how much alcohol you can handle or not. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. That's, that's, your, that's your time to make mistakes and get too drunk. You don't we've have been doing this for a hundred years. Et cetera, et cetera. It's not obviously it's not working. So we need to find a different way to talk about this. And so for me, it's like we need to make talk about do not rape, no means no. And we're not talking about like a Brock Turner level assault here. We're talking about guys that don't realize that they've crossed the line in like a in a more gray way. That's where I think we need to like focus. Yeah, you should teach teach like, more in the gray area. You know, like sure. if she like not knowing is she too drunk? It's like, well, if you have to ask that question, she's too drunk, so maybe play it on the safe side. And I think that that's the right. conversation that we don't have with young men that we should be having, which is why people and feminists say 
you know, teach your boys not to rape. Don't tell us, don't tell us not to dress slutty. Don't tell us not to drink too much. Teach your boys not to rape because we're not, we're on the receiving end. We're the victims here. And, you know, we're not the ones on trial. And I've, even in the courtroom, that happens. It's always, you know, if a victim brings a case against someone who has sexually assaulted them, that's always the first thing. Is she promiscuous? What was she wearing? Did she have too much to drink? And that's not fair. It's not fair. And, um, right, it takes all the responsibility off of the male. Yeah, and, and all the responsibility. And I feel like that's, that's also in the media a lot. Like when they were talking about the whole Ryan Lochte thing, they kept referring to him as, and to them as kids. And they're in their 30s. Well, yeah. I, would, I, I was defending <laughs> Ryan Lochte almost from the beginning. I mean, the dude got wasted, obviously. I mean, I, here's the thing. They, up, they're up, a bunch of dumbasses. Hannah, up, up, up. Just this past winter, I had a couple too many beers with Tasha's sister's bro- uh, boyfriend, and we were in the parking garage, and I was punching signs. <laughs> like I was, what are you talking about? I was about? after the hockey game. We were seeing who could hit the sign. You have to jump up and hit it. It's like P two, and I just we were slapping the shit out of it. And it's like if you took the security vi- footage of that, it would have lined up identical to Ryan Lochte. I, Hannah, I I pee, I can't tell you how many times I peed in public. I peed next to a. Next, to, I peed in Beverly Hills next to a person's private tennis court on the street the other day, and I was sober. I just no, had too I much totally, coffee. I totally understand. Like most of my friends are guys, I totally understand. We're barbaric, that not an excuse. For some reason, are held to a different standard. However, it doesn't mean that you don't that you don't then deal with the repercussions. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, but Ryan, but in Ryan Lochte's case, up as much as you want. But if you get caught, and if you're brought, if you if you, um. I'm not trying to say you like defamated property and then you should be held accountable for it if they want to hold you accountable for it yeah but it turns out no he got extorted we need to to make sure that he doesn't get in too much trouble we need to make sure that he doesn't get arrested we need to make sure because he was just a kid right i I understand that part but ryan lochte definitely got extorted he hit like a 50 dollars sign he didn't break a lock he had a he had a private security guard pull a gun on him. He was just too wasted to like, and, and he obviously no, exaggerated the truth. But they the saw dollar point. signs on dollar signs on this American. That's dude. the bigger point. Is like he's a dumbass. If he had owned up to his mistakes and just paid the money, it would have all gone away. Like he d- he did destroy private property and he should have had to pay for it but instead he lied and said he got robbed and it turned into a big media circus sure. and then he's you know it's just but like, semantics he did sort of get robbed i mean he got robbed for way more than the punitive and it damages or what but either way i mean that's just what i think but and then I'm, he turned it around and said like that the brazilian police like were doing a bad job like trying to find the criminals it's right. like he just like, that's oh, so God. stupid oh, how dumb can you yeah. so obviously he's an idiot but idiot's not an excuse to like have to deal with that. I mean, just because he's an idiot doesn't mean he should have to deal. Anyway, that's that's uh, you know that's a You're side. You're making excuses for somebody yeah, who didn't act like a stand-up human being. Had to do with with the podcast because you also brought up Trump and what he has said and all that kind of stuff. But Trump in general is just sort of it's giving it's giving our country even more of an excuse to not hold men accountable. Sure. Well, I'll say this. Yeah. There's a lot of... saying, oh, he doesn't have to worry about what he says. He can say whatever he wants. But that's not... Yes, we have freedom of speech, but that doesn't mean you should say everything that comes to your mind. I'm just you excited. Can't, you can't be in a crowded movie theater and yell fire because that's illegal. You'll be sent, you'll be sent to jail because people could get hurt. You can't just say whatever you want. And I know that men are finding that very frustrating. 
but they have to realize that like women have had to watch what we've said for forever the since the beginning of time and, we've had to watch and what people we say. minorities have had to watch what they have said for fear of their lives for the longest time so I feel like it's like you can say anything you want, but you have to be willing to deal with the consequences. Totally. And exactly, exactly. With freedom comes consequences. Right. And you have to be willing to deal with them. And and men, unfortunately, have not been held accountable for a lot of their consequences they should. But don't you worry that? Don't you worry though that the media is sort of just picking up on the hysterics of like reporting this shit? I mean, they're the only ones making money off of. Well, yeah, and, and and the system benefits from us being pitted against one another. Yeah, they're dividing men and women. And, and my whole point, and I'm not saying I'm helping, and, and I appreciate the you calling, is that we need to work together to not – I mean, like, Hannah, like, I have so much trust and faith and, like, you know, obviously we're, we're old friends. Like, I know, you, I know you're a good person. But, you know, you posted something <laughs> like – Talking about Trump being, you know, on your Facebook being like, I feel like his only supporters are straight white men. And I'm like, what the fuck? You, you twisted that. You missed the part. I said straight white men who live in the middle of nowhere. Okay. All right. Fine. Fine. <laughs> That's what I said. But then I, I, I posted and something. And commented on my status and I said, well, you've lived in cities. You have been forced to share space and life and experiences with people who are different from you. Oh, yeah. I've been living with a lot of dishwashers for the last 10 years. Uh, That's nuts. (laughs) I've lived in Hispanic neighborhoods for the last 10 to 12 years. I can say that they, whatever, they're good people. And no, you're you're right. You're right on that. And I think I, but we went down a wormhole. Then I commented something about like, oh, it's tough to be a white male these days. And I was, you know, obviously like 80% kidding, but also like, ah, fucking is tough. And then some guy was like, oh. I was like, oh, I know David's, I knew you were joking. Yeah, and then I told him, I was like, it's sarcasm, bro, chill. (laughs) But my point, I I texted you before, was that, you know, um, it's like the industry that I got into, like I'm trying to grow this podcast and you've got, you know, if a girl talks about sex and slut shaming and all this stuff, she's considered a hero But not necessarily, and I'm going to stop you, I'm going to pause you for a second to say that, think about all of the female podcasters that you know that have 50% one-star ratings because guys do not like to listen to a woman. Well, that's true. On Netflix, female stand-up is rated so bad on Netflix. As compared like, to because male because it's like a, a, for a long time it's just a ton of men. Well, I mean, I mean, I know men, I know male stand up that's rated horribly on Netflix too. But so I, maybe some women are excited because they feel like they benefit from being able to talk about sex openly or whatever. But we're still a we're a minority, you know. Where when it comes to like how we're perceived by the public, we still have to we have a double standard that. You know, right. it's not fair, but that's that's part of reality. And yeah. so men will rate your podcast one star. Will rate your special one star. People will call in and, you know, slut the, shame, whatever. The, the, yeah, the thing is, is that, like, I've got shit I need to deal with, like, as like me as a person being a white male. Like, yeah, there's positions of privilege that I have in life. It's not on stage. I, I have the least amount of compassion from anyone when I complain on stage. You've seen my set. I have to do 10 minutes up top, me making fun of myself. I got to grow a stupid haircut and be like, aren't I funny and chubby? Like straight white men, it is like stand up. It, it is versus like no offense, but like a black guy can go on stage and be like, oh, yeah. And people are like, ah, he said, oh, yeah. Like, or like a lesbian chick can go on stage. I totally agree. I totally agree. I've so, I know. So I'm just in I a. Know. I walk into a room and I'm one of the 50 billion that they've already seen. 
and no, I know because you, you right, right, you audition and with the when it comes to the arts for sure. And, right and now, well, in theater. In, in theater, you Maybe audition not so much in movies yet, and then it needs to. The, um, you, over. And it is what, frustrating. It's frustrating that we still live in a time where the color of your skin matters. Like, I wish, I wish we could just walk into the room and the most talented person gets the role. Yeah. And I'm not against, like, um, what's it called? I don't even know. Uh, affirmative action. Uh, but there are times when it's not, that's not, affirmative action means, like, everyone gets a fair shot. But there are cases, like, where, it's, you know, someone, either where it's a woman or a, a person of color, whatever it is, just fall eyes by. But, like I said, with my industry, it makes, it makes a lot of uh, male comics have to be a lot funnier. We'd be a lot funnier on stage right. to get noticed, and and in and in some someday looking back, I'll appreciate that. Right now, I'm just a little like, "Wow, what about I me?" Are, I think you're going to find your own your own thing of comedy. Yeah, everybody everybody can be self deprecating. Everybody can um, make race jokes and things like that. I think I think the challenge is going to be for you as a straight white male to find what people are going to find funny about you. Maybe I should what just become are gay. Find funny about your life, and you're going to probably going to have to reinvent that completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, but I, you know, and I, don't, I hate to, you know, make this about me, but that, that's <laughs> my point of view with it all. It's like, hey, white men or whatever. But I hear what you're saying that, like, go to the middle of nowhere and see what white men. I mean, my my stepdad, you know, his his major defense of Trump is like, well, look at Bill Clinton. And I know that's what every. And my stepdad's not a dumb guy, but like, he I lives know, in like the so country, right. and that's that's kind of like, you know, so so I guess so I guess uh, we we definitely agree on this uh, that like. You know, we need to just listen up more. Men need to listen more and know that, you know, uh, be, being passive isn't the answer. So for those men listening, right. you know, say something, I guess. Yeah, because the bigger back to that whole, like, consequences thing is, like, yeah, you can say whatever you want, but there are consequences to that. And I think for men, sometimes what they don't understand is that the consequences for us are even bigger because when you let Trump get away with saying, oh, I grab her by the pussy and making light of sexual assault, that actually is normalizing it for a lot of younger men or just men who maybe like you know it's making them just like racism episodes of racism have gone up so much like during this election cycle because people are so divisive it's like it brings out the worst in people when you normalize what being mean looks like what being nasty looks like what being inappropriate looks like you normalize all of that and there are consequences not just consequences to billy bush losing your job or potentially losing the presidency but you know it's consequences for all of us young women who now have to deal with increased sexual assault it's it's a big deal for minorities who have to deal with increased racism right and it's and i think i mean the media is like hugely to blame for it but I hate that they keep referring to Trump as what he as to what he said and the words that he used. And it's like that's not the point. He could have said he could have used any kind of words. I mean, we live we lived in New York and L.A. We can handle swear words. We can handle like grotesquely accurate words. Like <laughs> that's not the problem. The problem is that he bragged about sexually assaulting women and the fact. And, again, most of my friends are guys. I've been around them when it's just me, I'm the only girl, and they'll talk about the most disgusting things. But most of it is, oh, my God, I saw this girl in gym class, and, oh, my God, her shorts and blah, blah, blah. And they'll talk about her body in a certain way. 
or they'll talk about what they wish they could do or what they want to do, or they'll talk about the girl that they hooked up with last night, and it's and they're talking about a girl who was willingly yeah, there that's the difference and willingly yeah. hooking up. That's the difference. That's what, locker room. If it's talk. uh, if it's a uh, purely was talking about was admitting to sexually assaulting women, and I think that is. Oh, it's just that makes my blood boil more than. Well, I think uh, I think Hannah, Hannah, I think you and Tasha should start your own feminist movement podcast, <laughs> and uh, and I'll and I'll just bait guys to join. But I think I think uh, I, hey, Hannah, if you were sitting in with John, I think you both could have easily come to a mutual agreement. And um, oh, for and sure. I know he's obviously a very intelligent, very intelligent guy. And even when even when men are wrong, what I want to start encouraging more is for men to talk, because even when right. we're wrong, it starts a conversation like this, which is more important than a man just thinking it. Let like get it out, and then let let women correct you. Be brave enough to like be corrected. I've certainly been corrected much in my day. Tasha's looking at me right now. <laughs> but Tasha, I'm sure keeps you keeps you in line. But look, it's uh. Yeah, so, so thank you for keeping me in line. And Hannah, thank you, too, for texting me early in the morning. I know you're on East Coast time. That wasn't that early. It was like 9 a.m. You're a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, I guess I was kind of early. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, geez. I thought I was going to get a hey, good job. No, it's all good. I mean, look, my mom wrote me a letter once telling me my podcast titles are too, are too like, you know, grotesque and, and demeaning. And it's like, you know, like she doesn't even know what a podcast is. She thinks it's like a radio, whatever. So anyway, we got to wrap this up, but thanks so much for calling, calling again. Let, let me know. And, um, and, um, I'll have maybe John will listen to this and then respond. And we'll, go down <laughs> we'll just keep having fun. Oh, if people are listening to this and didn't hear the John Campanelli episode, it's episode number 167. You're a moron for listening to this first, but listen to the John episode, take your notes. And then, um, and then listen to this. It is a very good episode. It's a very, good very pleasant episode. rebuttal we have here. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll be in touch. All right. Hopefully, we'll see you soon. Yes, please come visit. Will do. All right. That was Hannah Baxter. And all right, we'll talk to you later, Hannah. Bye. 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 All right. So that was our review. Um, Can we turn this down a little bit? My ears. Your are ears are exploding. I didn't want to make us turn down in the middle. I can't of the do it while I'm. It's going to make noise. I'm still. I'm, I was. I was going to work on my outro. I know. I just. Yeah, just I was you can walk away now. Let you pause in between. Okay, oh, no. I'll walk away. I'm not away. editing this can, shit. This is how it is. You can do your outro. You guys get just, the real deal. Yeah. This is it. I'm walking We're gonna away. We're going to go make soap. You can soap. do the outro by yourself. Um, and we got food to put on the table here. Um, anyways, that that was that. So I wanted Hannah to come in and, and say her piece because uh, I hate I hate going back and forth and texting when if if she had you know some things she wanted to say about the episode I figured there's plenty of other people that were listening with the same point of view so uh anyway keep writing in keep texting us uh, facebook message at sex actually pod on instagram sex actually podcast at gmail and uh let us know what you think let us know what you want us to talk about any problems or hey if you just want to say something nice we like compliments too say something nice to us uh we'll see you guys next time <laughs>